to the Soul to Scene podcast, episode 18. I'm Andy Cooper from RMS Motoring, and today I'm joined by just Ross today. Just myself. Just just, our, just ourselves today. Ross, look, today's going to be a quick one. We're straight in, uh, no kissing here. Uh, <laughs> unlike getting propositioned at the desk on the Belfast to Liverpool ferry, if you're reading the ferry thread uh, on RMS, I've never had this before. But apparently, uh, if there's not enough cabins, you know, you could be standing at the desk getting your key for your cabin and, and somebody will come up to you and say, here, you know, sure, you, there's only one of you and you've, you've three spare beds. Could I bunk in with you? <laughs> I know. I think that was the beauty of COVID. They couldn't do that. But now it's back to shared cabins again. And uh, and at the, the professional drivers, of course, uh, you truckers out there, professional drivers, maybe are happy enough to share cabins. Uh, myself, maybe going over. Uh, I'm all right. I'd rather have my own. <laughs> be on uh, my maybe own. not so much. It, you know, it's funny. Uh, there's there's a few drivers I, I I know very well. They're the cleanest, most like hygiene freak guys because they they're, they're living in the cabs. But on the flip side, out there, one of my first ever jobs after I uh, after I left school and all my friends went to college, I worked. Um, I'll not name them, but it was a, a local uh, roll on, roll on, roll off ferry company, and there was two or three of the drivers would have been in on a Sunday, and back then the Saturday morning, and whether they had voided showers or baths or everything all week, you could literally smell it coming off the boat. It was hideous. So, um, so sharing in with a big greasy trucker <laughs> isn't my idea of um, isn't my idea of a good uh, trip away in a boat. I like that's just uh, that's a, such a stereotype. But you look at some of the the trucks and the truck shows that we have here. Like, trucks are a big thing, and the the big Scanias and all the rest, and the the standard that some of the guys turn the stuff out in is just is just uh, incredible. It, it's lethal, so it is. It, you know, and again, it, it, it's the tang from over here does get slagged off, but the guys, they're young fellas who are spending ransoms of money on pimped up lorries i was there myself not quite to the same level as those guys were when i had the contract with uh with northern Ireland water i had my own big lorry and it was led lights everywhere it was like it was like bally lumford on wheels <laughs> but um but yeah the money these guys spend on it uh is fierce it's great to see oh fantastic uh I just don't want you to share a cabin with you. That's all. Don't take that the wrong way. I'm not. I'm, I've, I've, I just realised I dug myself. I just dug myself a hole at the very start of the podcast. Look, uh, as I say, quick one uh, today because I hopefully have a new member joining the Cooper family very soon. And so, just just squeezing this in before I vanish for a minute or two. Sort of, it is totally unrelated. I am selling the GT4. It's it's no great. Uh, no great secret, but because and I did get the phone call from Lotus last week to say your build date is still going to be in July, and your Amira will be ready for collection from the factory in in August. So GT4 has to make way for that. And was out with uh, Mr. Curry, Graham Curry, taking photos there on Sunday. So took some photos of the night, and I thought, you know what? If we've done some video on the electric cars, I'll do a wee bit of a video on the GT4 as well because I don't know. Look, if I have something that's decent, that people might be interested in. It's a good way to share it. Photos, yeah, and it's also on RMS video, all the rest. And it's good to have memories like that as well because you know it, it's. I'm sure you're the same as the rest of us. You know, you look back um, to see different cars you've had, different trying to find photographs and that. They're often 
but when you can have a video of like enjoying what's arguably one of the pinnacles of 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 modern cars on the road stop today blowing, like stop it, blowing smoke <laughs> I, I blew enough smoke after that trip you took me out in in the time we were at kirkston it, it's honestly it, for me it's the pinnacle of of um of modern cars for both the track and on the road it's just it's beautiful at what it does so i now have to endure uh see the sales process that's going to be the next oh. two, or, two or three months i know i know but you know what it, it could be fine could be absolutely fine. So we we'll, it, it we'll will be. We'll it will be. It'll be grand. So into things like taking off my plate and you know doing all that stuff and photos and the right of spec and all that sort of carry on. You know, we, you get out of the way of it. You do, but the beauty about things like that there nowadays is, I think with again going back with everything's happened in the last couple of years, it really is a buyer's market at the minute. You know, as soon as people see GT4, they know it's not going to be just like a run-of-the-mill random bundle of shit that's coming out. Like anybody who's had a GT4 knows what they've bought. They've know what they know what they're looking for. And when you're throwing up, you know, even a relatively simple spec list, even though yours is, uh, if I'm right, it's a pretty well-loaded car. Mm-hmm. Um, but even putting up GT4, anybody who's putting that in their search bar kind of knows what they're looking for. And I think you're kind of lucky because most of the tire kickers and test pilots won't even be in the you know they, they won't be there looking for a gt4 hopefully hopefully and hopefully do i wonder with with the internet and all the rest are buyers a lot more informed now anyway they're at you know they've been on the forums and they're they're considering all faults and things like that you know you, you see people i see it in rms a great example is like the the two the the two liter diesel like a 320d 520d from like the uh early 2010 something like that and people know right they have time and chain problems, and that's because of forum, mm-hmm. forums and stuff like that. There, the people are sort of clued into issues that that cars have now, and I, I. But I think that means that buyers are also very, very fussy, and should it have full history, and it should have the right tires, and it should have this and have that. You know, it, there's definitely a bit of that there. There's there's no doubt. Like again, uh, a dub shed. I had a guy came over to me um, and you know basically was offering money was offering me money to take the my m3 home with him mm-hmm. but you know he, he was he was a nerd he knew every bit about you know the tires the spacers uh the fact that I don't have original seats in it you know i had an inventory intake he was able to go through and, and quite a lot of those things are visual um yeah there, there's i think people do get down that they're kind of rabbit hole of of being very you know, this is how what it should be like, and you know, this is what I expect. It, it certainly is a lot of it. I know that the last couple of times when I went to go and buy cars, I kind of had more knowledge on them than the salesman who was trying to sell it to me. So, you know, really, it was just a, a box ticking exercise with the with the options with the extras I wanted on it because I did go in very well informed because you know I had researched what I was looking for, and there's no doubt forums, uh, YouTube, things like that there are, are where we're all getting our information nowadays. 100% and it's actually somewhere that I found is a wee bit lacking on the Porsche side is that unlike the Yaris or my Lotus they okay so there's the, there's the Porsche GP forums and there's there's Renlist and there's a few American forums but the guys don't I haven't found the same depth of knowledge that you would find yeah. on um, M, M3 cutters for example or, or something like that for 
four and M three, but there's always the good, the good marks of forms. In fact, that's how I remember I started RMS. I remember course of sport really randomly. <laughs> there you mm-hmm. see it smiling here. Course of sport was a fantastic forum, and losing my mates were into uh, courses, and it was the place just to find every last piece of information. I was like, forums are just so handy, and you don't get that with a Facebook group or something like that because you, 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 you really don't. You know, so I was even um, pricing around insurance for the Yaris there, and I went on the. I was, I thought, well, I was checking RMS obviously, and then checking the GR Yaris forums as well, just to get ideas of where everyone was using. And it's just a good way to save a few quid, or people have experience. And, and again, it's the informed thing as well. Very, very much so. You know, and again, you say you don't get much of the information through some of the Porsche forums and that there. But, you know, it could be part of the thing that we talked about three or four podcasts ago. Are Porsches like an older man's car? You know, somebody who's maybe not as enthusiastic uh, for some of the for some of the Porsches. However, you know, it goes back to GT4s are special. 99, you know, 997 Carrera 4Ss, you know, things that are a wee bit different from the norm uh, will definitely probably have a wee bit more of a of an enthusiast following where people will talk about them a wee bit more as opposed to the kind of, you know, normal, out-of-the-box Porsches and that there. I wonder as well, and maybe not just as much with the GT4, but with other stuff, People are all, you know, they're saying at the moment, price of fuel, we're going to get hit again. See with these, the uh, latest oil sanctions on mm-hmm. on Russia. They're talking about, right, we're going to get another hit in in fuel. And you see people on, on the forum. Talk, there was a guy there and he was he was between buying a like a 320D and a 340i. And everyone was like, it was interesting, the, the discussion, because there was the people on the fence assembled. Like, we've just been through two years of COVID. Life's too short to drive a 320D. Mm-hmm. And then the flip side is, well, with bills to pay and stuff like that, and you buy something that will do 50 to the gallon versus do 30 to the gallon. You know? Very true. Yeah, you know, it, it, and it really is one of those things. Like, there I was today, I'm through just over a quarter tank of diesel. It cost me 130 quid to fill the X5 this morning, and that was heading from down Patrick down to Tato Park and back up again. You know, I'm through... And through what's that, 20, probably about 40, 45 pounds worth of diesel. Mm-hmm. It's expensive if you were doing that there three or four days a week, you know, that, that kind of running. But I know what I'd rather be in. <laughs> you know, but then we're talking about the price of fuel. Uh, I jumped in the M3 and I just took it out for a drive one day last week or the week before and drove over to uh, the guy in the forum who sells the 99 Ron at his Loch Breckland station. Yeah. And it was cheaper to put 99 Ron, which is only available in like two stations in Northern Ireland. It was cheaper to fill the M3 with that there than it was to fill diesel. Like 99 was cheaper than diesel. It's crazy. That's mad. That's absolutely mad. Well, look, hopefully it doesn't uh, hurt the sales of uh, Porsches in the next three or four weeks. That's what I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. Apart from that, uh, went in the RMS run, uh, Crow and Ben did an absolutely sterling job along with uh, Jamie and Holidays and all the rest and organising that. That was a great trip up from uh, sort of Glen Gormley up the coast and I finished at Holidays and had a barbecue and I think those guys are now, they're getting a bit of a regular meet going on uh, in Molusk, well sort of between 
Mollusk and Temple Patrick. So I think the first, mm-hmm. I think there's one, um, is it maybe this weekend coming? Um, you check the forum anyway, but uh, absolutely brilliant. It's great to get get a run out and catch up with people. We had fantastic uh, weather and all the rest. So if anyone's interested in meeting up, I, I'm... I am up in the air. Can I make it or not? Really depends <laughs> on my uh, personal personal situation. It looked fantastic, though. Was there? I I counted roughly a good twenty or thirty cars were were on it. Is that right? Oh, I more yeah, at at least and and then just a great random selection of stuff that yeah. only RMS can bring. You know, like a Z three M coupe and uh, a Noble. You know, like stuff like that. There's just just class, just class all together. So it was good fun. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get. Um, you'll 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 learn soon enough when number one comes along. But when number two and number three, when they've all got their their different way gymnastics or football or whatever else is on, uh, my Sunday was unfortunately. Uh, there's no hope I was getting up near it. And Although, I also, unfortunately, had to learn, or fortunately, had to learn what isofix is. <laughs> thing that I've 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 seen on spec lists and ignored for years. I now I now know how a flipping baby seat base goes in you know it makes all the difference unbelievable anyway uh also this weekend top gears back yes i cannot wait because the amira should be on i don't know if it's on this sunday so uh, sunday the 5th of june i presume at eight o'clock or nine o'clock on bbc one something like that the trailer looks hilarious i think they're in the states they're in a big rv they're doing drag racing all sorts of fun stuff but i think uh paddy and flintoff and chris harris are just a they're very watchable you know i i i agree with you i i think they're the best combination you know as good as as good as clarkson and may and hamid was i really do feel that the whole kind of vibe that the three current presenters have have taken into and it's took them a while to, to come around to it um, some may say we bit the same as the as the Soul to Scene podcast. You know, it took a while to get <laughs> <laughs> somebody still as here. good as me, and <laughs> still taking us, still taking us away. But th- those three guys are like they're funny, they're witty, and it's not just or certainly in the last season wasn't just the same old you know rehashed Top Gear formula. Um, I'm really for. I, I've been a big big Chris Harris fan for years. I know a lot of people didn't really like him, but but you know the man's driving skill by itself. Does it earn some a place and whatever else? Um, when you see him doing his, you know, the challenges and that there, even on Top Gear magazine on, on the wee snippets and all they do, I think he's brilliant. And like I, I spoke to you about how difficult it must be to drive a car normally and talk somewhat enthusiastically, like you've been doing on your YouTube videos, like the, the whole level of respect you're bound to have for for what all those guys do but especially him when he's he's hooning the car sideways and and cars worth hundreds of thousands of pounds drive them literally like he stole them totally like when he used to do his drive series which you know he was he was 10 years ahead of car faction well not quite 10 years but that sort of thing ahead of car faction and uh harry's garage and all the rest you know chris harris was doing it Mm -hmm. seven eight years ago with with the drive channel with with just a couple of guys and the quality of videos that they put out, you know, when they're always at, always at awesome circuits, Porto Mau and Portugal or, or wherever else, doing loads of amazing filming, and how the, those guys could do it, you know, on a two man show. How does how does you know Harry Metcalf? I think it's Harry Metcalf and his missus is is, and they just literally 
fire the videos together themselves and, and the stuff's uh, fantastic, you know, because Top Gear's obviously, you've got the BBC behind you, like it's a totally different Yeah, there's, there's a, a few pounds behind it that way, huh? Absol- absolutely, but no, looking forward to, there's nothing like the, you get a bit of Sunday night dread before before the week and sit down at Top Gear and you just, you put the phone down, a cup of tea or a beer or whatever else and just uh, chill out for an just hour, you know? zone out for an hour. Yeah. It's hard to beat it. Hard, hard to whack. So yes, I'm hoping the Amira, the Amira is on. I know, I know. Top Gear have had the an Amira, and there is also a press embargo to the seventh of June, which is kind of yeah. close to the first episode of Top Gear. So, so that's that's what the um, that's what the chat is. But so it's looking like it could be very good. I right, so look. That's uh, that is literally the crack. So I could have a full house in an empty garage. <laughs> is, is what is what I'm looking down the barrel of at the moment, and it's uh, pretty pretty exciting to be honest, you know. But and else you've seen yourself, Ross. What's what's the crack? Um, the crack. Well, a couple of different things. I I, I saw uh, going through one of the WhatsApp chats uh, last week that we have another RMS uh, car raffle winner, one of our very own, Who Mr. Now? Burns, Mr. Christopher Burns. Chris Burn, what what is it? What did he win? And who did he, he win it with? And what? And what's the crack? From what I have seen, it was um, Dream Car Giveaways, which are putting out some serious heavy metal. Um, it was one of the McGann like R three. I'm I'm not really au fait with them all, but it was one of the Renault McGann Sports. Um, something that would probably be right down Chris's uh, street. Just him with we, his. We uh, search here now on on uh, Dream Car Giveaways. Right, I see it here now. So. Uh, Renault McGann RS three hundred trophy and a thousand pound. Is that? I don't think that's liquid yellow. It's like a flat yellow. It's it's awesome. Ed, yeah. Eddie, and, Eddie and RMS is a beautiful one. They are they are fantastic. But they're they're cracking cars. So they are. Um, there's another friend of mine who has a black one. And again, I was at a wee cars and coffee thing this weekend in Newcastle, and he took me a run out in it. And uh, yeah, they're serious scalping those cars. Do you know? Do you know? I start these podcasts and I think I have nothing to talk about. And see, looking at this Renault Sport, the, the random shit I'm going to come off with. Renault Sport are no more. Renault Sport are being folded into Al, uh, Alpine. Uh, okay. So, which I think they're they're all, they're both based in Dieppe anyway, in north on the coast there, north France. But uh, they the Renault Sport is is done with, and then I think Alpine are going to make. I think they're going to make elect, an electric electric sports cars or something or something like that. So I would say hold on to your McGann trophy. That's probably the last of them. And and we're getting into that into the world of lasts now. It's mad. Yeah. It, 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 funny, do you know something I've had I think we spoke about this here, you know, again several podcasts ago. I've only ever had one Jap car in my in all my time and I've never had a French car. Don't know if that's good or bad. Renault Sports are fantastic. They are just brilliant. So I've driven, I've driven a one eight two. I've driven like a one nine seven. Um, I've driven uh, like a RS two fifty Megane. Uh, driven a Clio Williams on track. Absolutely great crack too. Uh, I'm trying to think. That's loads of Renault stuff. Uh, like uh, 
Peugeot 205, although I've always been, been quite hard on a Peugeot 205 because I think they feel, they feel a bit old, but um, 205 GTI, good crack. Um, I think the 205s for me, they, they, I think they look really cool. So again, there's 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 a couple of local guys here, uh, one on Crossgar, and he still has his 205, the 1.9 GTI, Terence Casement, and it's just... Every time you see it out, the car's just on point. Like, it's a beautiful looking car. It's got the pepper pot alloys, lower suspension. You know, it, it's just, for me, it's what like a hot hatch car should look like. Um, because again, that that was that was kind of, that was the hot hatch cars when I was growing up. There was them, there was Nova SRs, but they were just, the the, the 205 just looked a wee bit cooler, especially, you know, the ones when it had the wee rally lights in the bumper and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely awesome. They did really oddball. Like, a, you could get a Peugeot 205 XS, which was like a dual car. 1400 thing which was a real uh rorty wee car if you couldn't afford a gti and you gti it up but it was actually pretty quick i remember i'm trying to think what french stuff that i've owned i've had uh, a couple of vts saxos great but i bought a 106 gti in like mm-hmm. that wine red color yeah from pablo and i i loved that wee car it was it was just class it looked fantastic it was just those wee cars just look perfectly in proportion. They are wee. The pedal box is like you, you, you put one foot down, you get all three pedals at once job, you know. But <laughs> but there's something so fun and lively and they're always like nine hundred and fifty kilos and like like the cock the back wheel on on hard mm-hmm. corner and all, you know, they just have so much character. they obviously break as well. <laughs> but it's funny again, you know, and, and this is us probably showing our age a wee bit, but when you look at those cars that we grew up with, like they were proper small sporty hot hatches you know 140 150 horsepower in something weighed less than you know i said a thousand kilos and they were just like we pocket rockets like when you look at a small car nowadays you know when you look at the the 106 size cars everything is so much bigger so like you know i, I really do think that when we were growing up and when we had those smaller cars that the hot hatch is not there it really was the pinnacle of, of of time for us growing up. You know, it was it was golden. I don't know if it's golden era or if it's rose tinted glasses because we also had the debate. I don't know if you saw the thread in RMS about when was the best era for you know for cars. Was it the heyday of the early two thousands when it was you know uh, Subaru versus Mitsubishi on the four wheel drive turbo stuff, and then you had all the cool hatches and you had VTECs everywhere, and everyone wanted to be have a Civic Type R, and you know. And I and I did argue. I was like, "Well, you have the like likes of the Megane Trophy, GR Yaris, you know, and all that." But, mm-hmm. but you have a fair point. My my Yaris is what over twelve hundred kilos, you know, compared to nine yeah, hundred kilos and, of Citroen AX GT. You know? and, and that's a Yaris, and you know, again, you park it beside an E forty six M three, and they're they're not dissimilar in size. You've got a very similar wheelbase, so they have obviously the the M three's got more hanging over it. And the Yaris was, you know, that that was the whole YouTube video that came out at the start was the Yaris trounce in an E46 M3. And it showed how, you know, 20 years down the line, how much things have have kind of moved and improved from, you know, what's the Yaris? 1.3 engine, is it? 1.6 turbo, yeah. 1.6, sorry. Uh, you know, but a, a 1.6 turbo, four-wheel drive car, three-cylinder going up against a 3.2 six-cylinder S54 engine, you know, and just showing it the clean set of of tires on every corner. You see, and then I I think I went on and said, well, what about uh, Fiesta ST? Great, you know, mm-hmm. great small car. Uh, up GTI, um, uh, is it 
what, what's the fast twingo is there an rs twingo or something like that there the, the, there? the, the way up i actually love the way up gti because they are probably tiny but the cool so they are yeah very cool and you can get an e up i think as well we uh electric one so yeah so there's like i understand some of the character is blunted out of out of the cars because they have to carry so much weight but they have to carry weight because uh we don't get people don't want to get killed like they did in honda crx's mm-hmm. back in the day or something like that you know yeah very so, much so so that's it, it's, it's funny you know talking about back in the day did you see the thread that was up on rms it was that uh tavarish or tavarish um their youtube page where uh those american guys and they basically i can't remember let me see what the title was called it was uh we imported three terrible sports cars from around the globe one of them was charisma's tvr Cerbera or Cerbera, the, the Americans call it so many different things. The gold, the gold one that yes, uh, that that was the Max Power cover car of yes. our generation. It I was, think I actually have seen that car in in the flesh back when I was had less rings on the. On the trunk, you know <laughs> yeah, I mean? I, do you know something that I did? I saw that car at Max Power Live. You come back, it could be twenty years ago, but what actually, it must be. Him? It must be at least that. Jamie at Charisma. Because, Jamie Charisma, because yeah. part of the whole thing it was that where they brought them in was the 25-year US rule. Uh-huh. Um, and I put a post up that I was saddened and shocked and delighted in equal measures about, because that car, for me, you know, when we talk about the, the 106s, the VTSs, the things like that there, which were the cars that we were growing up with, Max Power was a magazine that really did kind of define our generation. Well, at an FHM, but uh, as <laughs> we're talking about, as we're talking about cars here, but that TVR for me was like the epitome of everything that was cool about modifying. You know, it was it was big wheels when nobody else was really doing big wheels. It was custom fiberglass bodywork um, when the only other person doing that was Rocco. Uh, it was bespoke leather. It was everything was just the, to the last degree on it. And when you look at it now, I, I described it as like a dog dragging its arse because the suspension either has rotted away or whatever's happened to it. Mm-hmm. But the back end of it is down, the nose is up, the fiberglass is maybe evaporating. <laughs> it's such a shame to see that like, like that car, which was just, you know, back for us, it was it, for me, certainly. It was just the epitome of of what a show car was. And they put it up against, uh, it's an E30 with like a 540, the V8 engine in it. And there was an RX-7, which is one of my all-time favorite cars, the Mm RX-7s. But that TVR, which was, you know, the the British grunt, you know, it was just, it was a big engine, high performance V8 car. And it just looked like a bag of turd. Do you know, I am thinking if, uh, we're we're sitting here now and thinking, right? All these great classics from from the back of the, back in the day. Would I want a time machine to go back and keep one of the cars that I had? No, probably not, because probably whatever I had back then had high mileage on it, and it was, you know, and I didn't have the budget to spend on it like I would now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and worse worse if I started modifying it because i'd been modifying <laughs> it to like 2003 spec and putting all sorts of shit on it <laughs> that's not the car the, you want we, we, it's like, not the car you want <laughs> 2003 andy cooper step away from from the fiberglass <laughs> and the bolt-on wing and the neon lights and all the rest you know 
No, but, the uh, neon washer jets. Do you remember those uh-huh. flipping uh, neon disasters? And all. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, although undercar neons are making a real big comeback because there's quite a few guys I've seen at car shows and you know just even driving around are really you know undercar neons are coming back in and 21 22 year old me who thought it was class N and had it and, and the MR2 I had not there uh, 42 year old me is sitting going I wonder would I get away with it in my van <laughs> <laughs> please do it I no. want to see I want to see your X5 in full blue neon hovercraft mode <laughs> nothing would make me happier <laughs> Man, it was it, it, it's, it's one of the kind of you know it's one of those sad realizations that that when you've got the money to do these silly things that you wanted to do 20 years ago, you just can't cut it. You know, man, I love my entry. I, I absolutely adore it. Driving it is something else. But every now and then I sit and go, Ross, you're a 40 year old man driving a yellow M3. <laughs> but you're no, like that's your M3 is, is different. Like, you yeah, can, you can make that, that, shape of that generation of car it is timeless you know it's back yeah. when bmw started putting the big arches back on those cars and all the rest and it mm-hmm. they are uh, they are fantastic so i'm just back to the tvr uh i'm just wondering if phil delgetti's lesson to us because phil you missed out on the charisma tvr you collect you're collecting all the other tvrs but you, you missed you missed the big one it's uh yeah I would you say just need to watch that video he's i'm sure he's uh i'm sure he's uh rolling his eyes at this because he has just bought a. uh did you see his beautiful uh uh tuscan absolutely yes. stunning so something uh, else it's just fantastic so it is yeah it's it's unreal so uh yeah we like we like trevor's but the US will love them, as you say. The twenty-five year rule; they're all going to get uh, sucked out of the country, just like uh, all the lovely stuff out of Japan has now as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like R thirty fours, like the price was crazy already, but they've just gone even more ludicrous. Um, same as you know the the P one Subarus, the twenty two Bs. If you could still get them um, now, with the twenty-five year rule has been lifted. The price has just gone brutal mad absolutely mad um one of the other things that popped up in news this week is have you seen the new delorean i have not seen the new delorean okay google it's called delorean uh alpha 5 does it require you to have an enormous government grant and a big bag of colombian marching powder it's coming out as an ev first which which make okay makes sense. Uh, who, who's behind it? Uh, what platforms it on? So it's Del- Delorean um, Alpha Five. Yeah, it's called Delorean Alpha Five. Um, oh, I'm looking at it here. I'm going to post this in the show notes. Uh, that looks like. Uh, imagine someone sat on a Volvo S90 and it was a coupe and it had gullwing doors. <laughs> it's a really random. That's one, actually uh, it's a random. There's from from different angles. It looks that you know there's one angle which looks it kind of like one of those are uh, Mercedes AMG GTs that's been stretched yes. out and squashed yes. a wee bit. The yes. one with the, the gullwing doors up. There's a photograph of it from its side profile where it looks like um, one of those big weird French like five oh eight, whatever they may be. I can't even. There's that many different numbers and names in them. Um, they're keeping the louvered back window and the gullwing doors as as a kind of hark back to. Uh, 
as a hardback. Yeah, you've just fired up the photograph now. That that to me looks like one of those big weird Peugeots. Yes, this looks absolutely awesome. And of course, the Gullwing doors. So that's actually it's actually a, a Tesla Model X because it's electric and Gullwing, mm-hmm. but it has that sort of. The gull wing just gives you that great uh, access. I wonder if it flaps the wings, you know, like a like a bird, like the Model X, Model X does. Which is it? One of the cool things again in the notes, you know, they talk about not just the zero to sixty time, but they've done the zero to eighty eight time for the DeLorean. <laughs> oh, which yes. I thought was kind of cool. That's very cool. That's very cool. Hundred could come. Oh, so it's all it's all could do this. Could could do that. Um, hundred kilowatt hour battery. So uh, yeah, well, do you know what? The original uh, DMC12 was not a great car. It had shitty Renault V6 crap gearbox. It was boat it, suspension. Yeah, and like it, it could have been built better. That wasn't the fault, I don't think, of of us North necessarily because Northern Ireland didn't have any sort of uh, vehicle production skills back uh, back then as well, but. Um, yeah, still a great story. No, don't tell me wrong. Uh, don't get me wrong. No, funny the the uh, the cars and coffee event I was at on Saturday. There I was up in Newcastle, and it was raising funds for that Kevin Bell Re- Repatriation Trust, which is a brilliant, um, you know, a brilliant organisation. But there was a DeLorean down at it, mm-hmm. and you know, even though we all know they weren't the best made cars, there was there's still something about them. You still go over and have a look at this, oh, you know, shiny silver baby oiled up car with suspension that you know is rocking from side to side but it's got the gullwing doors it's got these so many different things about it and and there's just there's something still about them so you know whatever kind of homage that they bring out to to the delorean name i hope they do kind of you know for 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 history sake as much as anything else they bring out something that resembles what it was where i wonder where's it being made um, I haven't heard. I think it's that Natal Design crowd. Uh, they're they're part of it, so it could be anywhere. You know, they've they built some nice cars and some horrendous monsters of things at Natal. So I may have read it's American produced. Yeah. So uh, I will. We will. We will keep an eye out. But uh, I don't know. It'll do, It's not going to be made in Dunmurray anyway. Certainly not. <laughs> no. Sadly, sadly not. Okay. Anything else for us that you've uh, come across this week? Um, because uh, I've my uh, I most of my time has been trying to avoid uh, per hospital car parking. To be honest, uh, the only other things were that I was supposed to go out for a drive in a Taycan the last time that we spoke, uh, which hasn't happened yet. But I did have a customer come in to visit me there one day last week, and he was in his Taycan and. Mm-hmm. When he was leaving it, you know, I know electric cars are supposed to, but whatever button, whatever support button he pressed in his, there was like this deep, grumbly, low down noise, and it was just, it was just cool. It was just amazing. Um, I see Pete down at PMG. He's had a couple of take hands in uh, for corrections, for detailing, for everything else. And he did tell me that one of his customers, it was a turbo. I don't even think it was the Turbo West model. Mm-hmm. But where where we had talked about, you know, the, the difference in his Model Three performance versus um, even the i four and and the the M fifty that I had out, 
yes where it's just so much quicker um this customer took him out with the Taycan S or the turbo and let him drive it and Pete said it's frightening like it just would embarrass his model 3 performance wow. so he he said it's just on a different level of speed again which is baffling because I said you've driven the model 3 performance uh, oh, I've so been quick. I've driven it and, and been a passenger in it and they're they're ludicrously quick so they are um and that's not even the turbo s he says the only downside to it is that the two or three customers who who you know be speaking to him regularly uh they all said that that range is a real issue with yes. the Taycans being 200 to 220 miles at the very most that's that's a shame that's a shame mm-hmm. because the tesla will do genuinely do 300 mi- 300 miles yeah the, the, the performance or, or the long range will do yeah in uh and that's hair of it like you know which is which is just so useful but uh, do you know what i had a, a really good look around a um and hopefully due to get a run on it a audi e-tron gt really yes. really like those really like those they are they are a big car but they are an imposing presence they're very mm-hmm. cool they they're the same the the platform share with the take don't they I would say so. I think it's probably yeah. all you know, Volkswagen Audi Group type, yeah, type um, stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, again, I love the look of them. Uh, there's an RMS member has got one ordered and he's due to get it in the next few weeks, I think. Um, so I'm really looking forward to he picks that up to go and get it driving it with him because, again, they they look absolutely fantastic. And and he was able. He told me he was able to get a fully loaded Audi cheaper than like the the Carrera for Taycan. Mm-hmm. So again, it goes back to, uh, you know, with Porsche, he certainly felt he was buying the name as opposed to buying the car. I had the Yaris in for its first service last week with Toyota. And um, I realized I completely slept in. Uh, oh. I don't know if we talked about, and I guarantee, I, like I, I knew knew this car was available, and I could have put my name on the list, and I could have, could have got the name down, and I didn't. I missed the boat with a GR eighty six. Yes, completely missed the boat. I should have had. They were thirty grand, so cheaper than than the, than the Yaris. I think there was only three or four hundred of them available, and that's it. And Toyota sold them in. Well, there's there's arguments over what the length of time was. Was it 40 minutes? Was it 90 minutes? But whatever it was online, they just went. Wow. And, and of course, I was in. Um, and the salesman, chatting salesman in Toyota anyway. And he, and he said, uh, I find the Yaris and all the rest. And did you go for it? Because they were taken out of the equation completely. The dealership network, it was just all done online. And uh, did you get your name down for GRA6? And he's like, don't talk to me. And he's like, other stuff going on. I have flipping family stuff. I have the Lotus coming. I have flipping, you know, I've no need to be putting my name down for anything else. But you know, limited run, manual, normally aspirated, and and addressed all the issues with the GT eighty six, mm-hmm. slightly bigger engine and more torque and all the rest. And and all me, you know, uh, front engine, rear wheel drive, limited slip diff, uh, manual gearbox. It's it's me to a T. And mm-hmm. I just totally slept in. Slept on it. Slept on it. Snooze, you lose. So I was mm-hmm. but, but uh the Yaris, uh, hundred and ninety quid for its first uh full year service. And wow. d- d- didn't need a penny spent on it, you know, and that's 
and it hasn't needed anything this year. It had a, it had a, it had a, a pre-tensioner recall as part of the, the service, but apart from that, like the car's been absolutely flawless, as you would expect with a with a with Toyota. Toyota. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, but yeah, it's just a shame you can't buy uh, Toyota. Do it right. You can't buy a GT4 the same way you can buy a GR Yaris. And people say, well, you know, they're totally two different types of cars, but you know. You don't need to have the dealership relationship. Toyota will sell the cars to anyone. To anybody. Yeah, of course, there's people, you know, taking advantage of that, buying two and three cars and all the rest. But but generally, the enthusiasts can get a hold of them and there don't have to be a collector or a a serial buyer, you know. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I I missed the boat completely. But sure. But of course, first world problems. What's for you won't go by you. You are 100%. But. I think that's me. There's, there's, there's nothing else really to, to, for me to speak about. There was the ProDrive P25, but I'm going to let Gary speak about that the next time we're up the thing because he put a post in RMS and, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be another ludicrously priced car, but we'll let him speak about that one the next time. Hundred percent. Like, and we're going to, we're going to get a guest on and, and stuff like that. It's just, um with uh, my situation, the way th- things are. I don't know, didn't even know I could do tonight. And it's, it's great to have a chat and uh, hopefully we get, in fact, I was chatting to uh, Jim McGill and Jim McGill and his other half are currently driving across the States in a Volkswagen XL1. Have you seen this? No. So I'm going to put it in the show notes. There's actually an article on this on RMS. So this was like a, a like a sort of oh almost a prototype special that Volkswagen did um, in the sort of mid to late 2000s. It's like a one liter diesel thing, yes. and uh, but it's super high CD, so it's like does a couple hundred mpg and stuff like that. And these guys are driving it coast to coast in the US, and they're from here. You know, wow! And Jim, Jim's taking all sorts of stuff over to. He's, he's, he has a. He's had pictures of a Northern Ireland registered Fiat Panda on the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, really random <laughs> stuff. I just, I just love that. You know, so uh, there's a. Uh, uh, I want to get Jim on on the show actually, and uh, there's a there's a good ar- article on RMS. It's worth it's worth hopping on the forum and having to read at that. Uh, story because it's absolutely mad. There's a picture there of the their is, XL1 yeah. in front of the. Uh, that sort of lovely car park shot on the far side of the uh, of the Golden Gate Bridge. So, uh, and they're raising money for uh, Alzheimer's research. So, good luck to them. That's amazing. Uh, amazing. Some crack. So it is. But here, if you're done, I'm done. I'm getting out of here. You uh, better, because you you read it. The clock is ticking for you, my man. Absolutely. Look, this is a tail light warranty situation. <laughs> so, uh, follow us. Do all the things. Get on RM- the RMS forum. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. We're at RMS Motoring everywhere. Ask us questions on those platforms. Ask us questions. Uh, actually, on the forum is the place to do it as well. Uh, drop me a PM, email me on RMS, email pod at rmsmotoring.com. But there's no warranty. This was sold to sing. 